0: BLOB TALK RADIO
1: I'm Sherry Knowlton. I write the Alexa Williams suspense series of books, Dead of Autumn, Dead of Summer, Dead of Spring, Dead of Winter, and the latest, Dead on the Delta.
0: Hi, I'm Jody West. I write the Carlisle Crime Case Series, Dying for Vengeance, Burning Doubt in Darkness, Darkness at First Light, How to Die and Fall on Things Strangled, featuring Carlisle Homicide Detectives Christopher Snow and Aaron McCoy. My latest book is historical nonfiction. The title is Madam Bessie Jones, Her Life and Times. And now uh, the COVID crisis continues to mutate, you know, the the COVID, you know, variant. Omicron, I think, is the last one. But I guess by following a health expert's advice, it is our path out of this nightmare. Uh, Now most of us are turning to holiday shopping, gifting, and enjoying time with our families. And discovering new authors and listening to podcasts are excellent ways to pass the time at home. So welcome listeners.
1: Today we're pleased to have a fellow author as our guest, um, award-winning writer Bruce Berger. Following a 40-year career as a trial attorney in Washington, D.C., Berger turned full-time to writing, earned a Master in Fine Arts in Creative Writing from American University, and now teaches there. His latest novel, The Music Stalker, was released in October by Black Rose Writing. Kirkus Reviews, and a nice thing that he got a Kirkus Review, says that The Music Stalker is a tale that shines a light on the redemptive power of religion and relationships. Berger's previous novel, The Flight of the Veil, has achieved critical success recently winning an award in general fiction from the Illumination Book Awards. Uh, He's also published more than 50 stories and poems in a wide variety of literary journals.
0: Let's focus first on the music stalker, which depicts a boy, a functional family, but is jealous of his sister, Kayla, a music prodigy who gains recognition and accolades for her musical talent and abilities. A sure formula for family conflict, or at least sibling rivalry. But Kayla has dark secrets of her own. Can such a close-knit family torn by trauma, mental illness, and jealousy survive? Welcome to Milford House Mysteries, Bruce. And let us tell us a bit of the background of the novel.
2: Um, Hi. Excuse me, sorry. Jody, thank you so much for uh, having me. So um, uh, th- this uh, story is written about the characters that I've written about for about 12 or 13 years and appear also in my, many of my other published stories and in uh, the novel The Flight of the Veil. Basically, this is a story about um, you know, a family that has to deal with um, an incredible prodigy and how does a family uh deal with that you know how do parents and a uh, siblings uh react and guide and nurture and uh take care of somebody who's you know exceptional out of out of the ordinary and so that that was mm-hmm. the, the main um interest uh, of mine that I wanted to explore uh in the novel
1: okay well you know the the mute. We uh, here at Milford House Mysteries usually are talking, you know, straight suspense or straight thriller, straight, straight mystery. Um, but the music stalker really seems to cross several genres um, with tones of psychological suspense, yes. But also uh, it could be considered uh, literary fiction. Uh, it plays with a lot of religious themes. Now, I personally think that the book market these days is much too comfortable in assigning every novel with a label, um, you know, mystery, women's fiction, whatever. Um, but how would you characterize the music stalker, um, and do you believe its complexity in terms of themes and, um, you know, the, the plot and the, the, the family dynamics, is that a hindrance or a help? um when you're drawing in potential readers uh, or don't you really care this is just what you want to write about
2: uh, such a great question. well first of all, I would characterize it probably as literary fiction uh, although mm-hmm. as, you, as you point out there are you know there are mystery and suspense uh, elements uh, in the book and the title of course suggests you know that there is a stalking relationship here but one of the key mysteries in the book, and I'll, I'll leave it for readers to decide who the music stalker or what the music stalker is, is, um, is it, you know, is it the fear that um, Kayla Cobo, who's the prodigy has, that somebody in her audiences is, is about to kill her? Is the stalker her jealous brother? Is it the music um, itself? And, and it, there are potentially many other uh, ways to, to think of, you know, um What or who the music stalker is, so I think that the um complexity in, enriches the story frankly uh because it gives um a lot of uh, a lot for a reader to think about as they go uh through the story um indeed there is there is a murder mystery in the story, although the victim uh is a doll and there's a the question about you know who is the who is the murderer of that doll. So uh, I think these elements work well if if one is, you know, interested in literary fiction that has some complexity.
1: Yeah, sounds
0: Hmm. interesting. Yeah. The music stalker also depicts instability from my reading of it. It could be postpartum depression. Um, In a flashback, when the children's mother, Adele, she has an episode with baby Kayla on the changing table, pushing her head, thinking you know, maybe the baby was a doll. And then the father narrates the next chapter. And so how do you how did you decide on this episodic appro- approach to the novel? Was it the fractured, fractured nature of the family or?
2: Well, um, so I wanted to have scenes that were, if you will, in the head of the various characters. Well, short chapters, basically. -hmm. Are uh, called from the point of from a omniscient narrator's uh, viewpoint of uh, Kayla, the prodigy, and her parents, uh, Nikki and Adele. Um, But I thought that also, um, if that's all we had, the the story would be too um, would be difficult to understand. And so I I also wanted to have Max, the brother. As a as a, as another narrator who tells a story from much later in time, you know, a, a, as um, a recounting a series of events uh, when he's when he's uh, an adult, uh, and so it is a it is a confusing to some you know structure narrative structure, but I felt um, after experimenting with a number of other ways of writing this, that this this was the way that. Best suited the story that that the reader needed to have you know some coherent or perhaps not totally reliable accounts from Max uh, throughout the story, and then I definitely wanted to um, you know, have have a, um, a present tense um, uh, viewpoints from the other family members as they go as they are living through the events um, of the story. Is Kayla? <clears throat> you know, emerges as a as a prodigy as as um, Adele, her mother, deals with the effects of schizophrenia. As as father oh. tries to balance, you know, taking care of Kayla, taking care of Adele, taking care of his, pre- psych, his psychiatry practice, all the other things that are going on in the family um I, I wanted to the reader to be able to live those through the eyes of the various um characters hmm. wow you
0: know um
1: you know i hadn't really thought too much before uh, encountering uh, this book that you've written which is uh you know deals with very complex themes you, you know i about the how would you deal with a prodigy in your family? I mean, you know, I think we all uh, probably encounter on a day-by-day basis different families where, you know, one child excels at this, or um, maybe uh, is uh, has uh, special needs or or difficulties like that. But a prodigy is a lot rarer in life, um, so it's it's interesting that you're examining that um especially in the context of the the fact that that this is also um sort of evolves from your earlier book which uh the American Book Festival has uh you know awarded as a finalist for best book in fiction which is Flight of Veil um in the religion category so congratulations um, now, thank you uh, and it is a is it a sequel to the Music Stalker, um, or a prequel to the Music Stalker? I, I guess I was a little confused by that. Um, it features their Max and Kayla's father, um, uh, who is a Holocaust survivor uh, and believes his family died at Auschwitz, uh, and then he finds out that that may not be true. Um, So can you talk about this, Um, the book, uh, just in general, describe it, uh, and then also uh, how that relates uh, to the other book, The Music Stalker, um, or whether it's just a different episode in the the life of that larger family?
2: So so it is confusing a bit, and I would say that um, The Music Stalker is actually a prequel to The Flight of the Whale, Although, uh, okay. And I wrote it. I wrote. I wrote the first drafts of the Music Stalker before. So the Music Stalker basically um, focuses on a period from 1963, when um, the first child Max is born, up until um, let's say the early um, 80s. Um, uh, the the flight of the veil vale, uh, takes place the the real time of that, if you will. When uh, Nikki Kovo uh, finds out that um, uh, there is a mysterious nun living in a uh, women's monastery in Greece, who may be, in fact, his baby sister um, Cal, uh, whom he thought died at Auschwitz, so that that takes place um, in uh, 1990, uh, and, and Nikki goes to Greece with with his with a girlfriend to To try to relive his his um, years there, fighting with the Partisans, you know, and, uh, against the Nazi op- uh, occupation, and goes back to this uh, monastery. So, uh, uh, okay. you know, the, the, cent- the central fact, the main character in both of these is Nikki Kovo, who who is the you know a Halka survivor who was born in Salonica, Greece, and. He's, he's um a character in both of these books in, in an earlier novel that I never uh, published, in the novel Now in Progress uh, that is a sequel to The Flight of the Veil and uh, the subject of a number of my uh, short stories. I don't know if I've clarified that for you at all, but uh, <laughs> he's a character I've, I've been fascinated with, and so I've given him both this. An amazing event where he finds out that that, that a beloved sister he thought had died um 40 some odd years earlier may be alive and also the father of you know an amazing prodigy Kayla Koval
1: wow And and I think what threw me off, perhaps, between the prequel-sequel thing was that um, the references in the the synopsis to Auschwitz and, you know, going back in time. But now I realize that, you know, of course, novels do go back in time. So they can be set in a more contemporary period but still dip into the past. And and that's what you've done.
2: So I I would characterize... um, the Flight of the Veil vale is, is a form of historical fiction. You might say it also crosses over into into the fantasy genre, but there are flashbacks to Nicky's, you know, um, uh, life and the, and the things that he did in during the war, for which he feels enormous guilt throughout his whole life. Um, and so, the sort of time frame there is sort of overlaps this long period of time, taking him from when he was a teenager till you know, in his early
0: 60s. So are you saying start with The Flight of the Veil? Read that one first?
2: I, I think either could be read first. I don't really think one has to be read before the other one.
0: Oh, okay. I'm looking okay. at your bio, and it it states that you've written 50 poems and short stories. That's an interesting contrast to go from writing fiction, you know, with all the structural elements entailed, character, plot development, narration, setting, and themes, to the much tighter structure and strictures of short stories and poetry. Now, do you work on all these genres at once, or as a notion strikes, or is it difficult to transition among them?
2: So, actually, um, I started out... Uh, But I've been writing since I was in high school. But when I started to write much more seriously about 12 years ago, um, Mm -hmm. I started out with short stories, for the most part, and have written um, some of them are self-published. Many, as I say, were published, you know, in in journals. Mm -hmm. Um, And then uh, I wanted to graduate to a more what I feel is more complicated form than uh, uh, the novel. So I started writing the novels and between the novels and the poetry that I occasionally write and the teaching, um, I've sort of uh, not been working on short stories very much uh, uh, lately. So, you know, I think with any creative artist, you, um, you're you are on a particular project. You focus on that. Um, you, you know, life intervenes as well. You have other things to do besides writing, and uh, and it varies. Um, I consider myself a writer. I will go back and just continue to write short stories. Um, I every once in a while, I get a spurt of energy and write, you know, poems. Um, uh, but my main interest right now is um, in the novel. And also, I should say. Uh, I've written a screenplay for The Slide of the Veil and trying to get some attention to that. So that's yet another genre that I've been working on uh, lately.
0: Mm,
1: Wow.
2: Well, you know, know, looking at this voluminous
1: catalog of work that you have, um, it Uh, it appears you've delved into all these different genres. You've mentioned some of them, poetry, uh, detective fiction, historical fiction. uh, uh, But, uh, you know, your two most recent, uh, long-form novels. Uh, But I've noticed that you keep tackling several themes again and again. Uh, Mental illness seems to be one. Jewish history and the Holocaust uh, is another topic, or interrelated topics, perhaps, clearly, um, although not totally interrelated. Um, Family dynamics are yet a third. Um, And now, those aren't all mutually exclusive themes, but to the extent that you're comfortable, Bruce, uh, can you tell us why you're attracted to those weighty topics in your writing? Uh, of course, if you don't feel comfortable uh, talking about it, no. that's fine, too.
2: No, I'm, 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 of course I'm comfortable uh, talking about it. Well, I'm Jewish, so, you know, you know, issues of religion are always uh, not far, you know, from my thinking. Um, the mental illness... Um, in part, I focused on that because when I developed the character of Adele, uh, it was really my daughter who suggested um, a story topic and uh, proposed that I write a story about someone who lived in Montreal when the uh, Expos were going to leave Montreal, someone with a mental illness, and, and uh, her reaction to this team leaving. And I... I thought it was brilliant, but I needed to set it in Brooklyn, when the Brooklyn Dodgers left in the '50s. So that was the—that's where <laughs> Adele came into my life. Okay. <laughs> and and um and the, uh, you know the first story Nate and Adele, um I I never intended going further than that, but then um you know I wanted to know what happened next. I had left the characters in a situation, and I wanted to see. What happened between um Adele and her father uh his name was Nate, and so I started writing these stories, and they ended up becoming about a seventeen story collection uh which I have on amazon um and and so when I continued to write about adele and and put her in uh the music stalker, you know mental illness was a is a major factor of her life. she suffers from schizophrenia. And, um, so that just carried through to, uh, to Kayla and, um, and the religious themes seemed, you know, I seemed natural for me to work them in. I didn't feel it was complicated, um, or, or or doing something that, that, uh, I had a strain to make sense. It, It seemed like very natural, uh, this girl is growing up with Jewish parents, but they're not observant. She's looking for something uh, in addition to music, or something that she needs when when music starts to fail her because of her own mental condition. And, uh, and it seems very natural for me to to start to give her um, turn her attention to uh, religion. So that's it's, it plays a big part of the music story.
1: Yeah, sure. I mean, religion is a context, uh, is part of the context of many people's lives. So um, that's not unique in and of itself.
0: Uh, But your career, I'm looking at your, uh, just look uh, over your career, and the trajectory seems so diverse and it seems so different. Um, So Sherry and I are intrigued. You graduated from Yale Law School. You were a practicing litigation attorney for what, 40 years? And then you received yes, right, your Master years. of Fine Arts at American and began writing, and now you also teach writing there. What an interesting career change. Can you tell us something about that?
2: Well, uh, you know, as I got into my early 60s, and I knew I want.
0: to,
2: honestly, I, uh, although the legal career was great for me, I did well, uh, I, I didn't want to do that for the rest of my life, and um, became more stressful honestly, to be a trial lawyer. So as I started to mm-hmm. think about um, retiring, um, I wanted to stay active, and it seemed very logical for me to then um, try to get an MFA in creative writing and, and do what I actually did. So I was very—I was lucky to have been accepted into the AF, MFA program at American University. I had wonderful teachers and mentors there, um, first draft of the Flight of the Veil uh, not the first draft, but an earlier draft of the Flight of the Veil was my master's thesis in American I got some excellent um, support and comments from uh, two of my professors Stephanie Grant and Roberta Rubenstein and uh, as you have pointed out was able to publish that a few years later Um, and so uh, and, and I also wanted to stay active. I didn't want to just retire and just be locked up in my house. I wanted a place to go. I very much appreciate the uh, the colleagues that I now have and the, the faculty at American University in the Lit Department. And uh, so teaching was a natural thing to do uh, as well. And um, I particularly like uh, working with, mostly I work with you know freshmen in the college writing class that I teach. Uh, when I teach creative writing, I'm able to work with undergraduates at all the levels. But um, you know, I work, I, I enjoy working with this um, age group. It's such an important age. Uh, it helps. It brings me back the memories of my own college career, and, and I enjoy uh, their company and, and um, listening to what they have to say and reading what they write. So I've been very lucky. able to, you know, <laughs> to have this second career
1: yeah uh, uh, sounds like fun um, you know I was struck earlier uh, when you were talking about your characters. I think we as authors, uh, the the people that we write about, especially if if you uh, write about them in more than one book, and and actually you clearly do that. Jody and I both write uh, series, uh, suspense and mystery series. So it's funny how your characters become real to you and you talk about them as if they are real people. (laughs) So I could really relate to you, you know, wanting to to find out about what happens with Adele as if you're not the creator of what happens with her, but uh, as if she exists on her own. It's it's a very uh, interesting, somebody should probably examine that from a psychological perspective sometime.
2: (laughs) Well, uh, you know, uh, one of my short stories about Adele, the the story is Conversation Under Duress. but. Just it's a story where I require uh, have Adele walk into my office and sit down uh, and talk to me and answer answer my questions. Um, she doesn't know where she is um, because all of a sudden she finds herself in my office and I try to explain to her that she's one of my characters in my stories and you know I created her but I still need to ask her questions and uh, she's confused because she thinks that. Because I say I created her and she believes that, then she thinks that God is a you know a person looks just like me, um, <laughs> and she never really gets gets rid of that um, that that belief. So that's um, mentioned a few times in the mu- music stalker her her beliefs about you know who God is.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's interesting. <laughs> uh yeah I, I guess um before we're we're getting uh close to the end but do you have anything else in the pipeline i think you'd mention that uh you're continuing uh if you want to talk about it uh continuing to to work on uh this family uh, or Nikki uh, for a future book
2: um sure i mean uh, uh last summer i started a, uh, a sequel novel that begins exactly at the point where the flight of the veil ends. Uh, because, again, the characters still have their lives to live, and there's a lot of things going on. And I, so um, I didn't get as far into that as I would like. I'm hoping now that our semester is ending, I'll have some time in the next few weeks to turn back to that. But that is my next big project. Um uh, and then uh, the new semester is going to start, and uh, most of my time is going to be taken up with um, with teaching. So we'll see how how far that goes.
0: Well, okay. I wanted to thank you for coming on the, on the podcast today. We appreciate hearing about your work and um, and actually the complex character of the music stalker, and that it, it's not quite a series, but they are related. Um, so do have any information you'd like to share with us and our audience where you, where your books are and how to follow you on social media?
2: Uh, I'm on Facebook. Um, uh, my full name is Bruce J. Berger. So Bruce Berger by itself is a common name. So I always use my middle initial J. Um, okay. I that's my, books are, my books are um, on Amazon. So you can search for Bruce J. Berger on Amazon and Barnes & Noble and Target and all those good websites, uh, as well as um, Black Rose uh, Writing. I'm on Facebook, so there, there are also Facebook pages entitled The Flight of the Veil and The Music Stalker, uh, which you can also pretty easily find.
1: Hmm. Okay, Thank well, great. Well, Bruce, best of luck. Bruce J. Berger, uh, best of luck with The Music Stalker, The Flight of Thank the you. Veil, and uh, all of your writing projects. And we really do appreciate you joining us uh, today. Thank you, Sharon. Great
0: talking to you. This is a reminder to all you readers and listeners, all our books, share in line are available at Sunbury Press' online bookstore, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and other online retailers and bookstores. And a special thanks to you all for listening to Milford House Mysteries. We're going to be taking a break to celebrate the holidays with our family. So we will return to Milford House Mysteries in January of 2022. Our next podcast will focus on book signing etiquette for authors.
1: In the meantime, you can listen to any of our previous podcasts that you may have missed. uh, And uh, please follow us on social media. I'm on the web at www.SherryNolton.com plus Facebook plus Twitter.
0: I'm on Facebook.com forward slash Carlisle Crime Cases by J.M. West. And my website is www.carlillecrimecases.com. So until next time.
1: Thank you again, Bruce J. Berger, uh, and happy holidays to everybody who's listening.